0: You know, there was a little trailhead that headed east just about a half hour from where we were. You know, if I could get a cell phone, I thought if I could get a cell phone signal, you know, I could contact a friend of ours and see if uh, he had any options that sounded better than the none that we had. You know, the last time I was through here, I, I was able to get one. So, you know, only in if only, we get a cell phone signal. You know, could I get a hold of him? And we got up there, uh, 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 made the phone call, and well, what do you know? Who answered the phone on the other end. Here's what I heard. What's up, Unile? how's it been? He, he's not Spanish. I know that kind of sound like a little Spanish, but he's Cherokee and it's Unle. He's always called me I think he means friend or something. He goes, what's up, Unle, how's it been? And I, and I said, well, I've been better, my friend. I explained our situation to him. He said, give him 10 minutes. He said, call him back. You know, Bill, he asked, hey, was that kind of? I told him yes. And he said, call him back. Uh, and you know, Con was the only one that, if anybody could help us, he was the only one who he could help us. You know, I told him, plus he's close too. And Billy said, yep. He said, I, I concur on that one. You know, I've known Conor most of my life, most of my entire life. And he and I, shoot, man, we walked through these mountains our entire life. We were the ones that went up on uh, Mount Sterling and saw that bear attack on the thing you know, and, you know, I've known him my whole life. And if anyone could help, it'd be him and his crew. And uh, he looked up at me and he said, you know, man, he goes, that's Billy said, you know, man, that's why I love you so much. He goes, I love and trust you. He said, your brother, no matter where we are in this world, somehow, some way, you know, somebody somewhere can come and drag our ass out of the shit every time. And then 10 minutes passed by and I called Connor Backman and he told me under no circumstances, No circumstances go to the dome, and I told him where we were. I told him where we were, and he asked if I remember where the old back 68 was, and and I told him yes, and he told me, uh, and I told him yes, and told him I'm sorry, I told him yes, and told him where we were, and um, and I told him we was about probably two hours from the back 68. And he said he would meet us there in two hours. He said he called the crew and they were on their way. He told me to keep my eyes out and be extremely careful. He said he knew what we were up against. He said, these were not bears, they were called soup canoes. And I remember that name, you know. He said they were big hairy beasts and they've on these mountains forever. He said some are mean and some are nasty and then some are mean and nasty. And from what you tell me, you have somehow stumbled upon the mean and the nastiest of the bunch. He said, keep your head down and I'll see you shortly. And he said, oh, one last thing. He said, when you get there, he said, if we're not there, I don't have to tell you, stay calm, stay calm. He goes, remember the old rock uh, uh, well in the center of the back lot? I said, yes, he goes, they filled it in. He said, when you get there, he said, just jump in the middle of that and we will be there. We'll be there shortly. So I said, "Okay," and hung up. And I told Billy what he said. He looked at me and he said, "What the hell's a sulu?" And I told him what kind of told me and what I knew. he just shook his head and said, "Ah oh, shit and I said, yeah pretty much." And then uh, you know, I told him I said we need to make to the rendezvous point. He said if we, ex- if, if we expect to have any chance of getting out here alive, Billy replied, "You know thats that's just the way. It, it seems just way too familiar. I said, Yeah, I know, right. That's the it's been most of our life. Well, we turned on the trailhead. About twenty minutes later we heard what sounded like a third one. I thought, God, just great. You know, I'm saying to myself, Oh my god, what a lot of time to buy it You know, I mean time to buy the farm. You know, I was just planning something special with the wife for our for our anniversary coming up next month and well, I don't know how to tell her. <laughs> I don't, I don't have to ever fight. Can't make it. But, you know, with, with what, what Connor was telling us, and you know, what we learned in the military, this is playing out just like it's going to be an ambush. I felt Billy, he said, yeah, he was saying the same thing. We were going to be the ambushes. And I said, what's these guys been pissed off at us for? Meaning, mean, uh, whatever they were, foot, Bigfoot, and I don't know what songs. He said, could be in fact we have our sidearms up. He said, after all, you know, when we, when we pulled them out, they fell back. Well, no time to think about it now, we had to focus on our attention on, on not getting killed in the next two hours. So we slowed our pace down just a little bit so we could try and you know, and, and keep an eye on these things. And by my estimation, we were by about this time, probably 20 minutes away from rendezvous point, when we heard It sounded like a fourth one. And I like, oh my God. And this is coming from the Southeast. And the thing's coming fast too. I mean, uh, the reason I say fast is like you could hear it yell, and then just a few minutes later, you could hear yelling, and it was closer. And you know, it, it couldn't hear it running, it had to be in the trees. So, big question here was how many more are coming? Where the hell are they coming from? You know, I spent my whole lifetime in these woods and never seen one, let alone heard one. And now here we are counting four more you know about the time the fourth one showed up I spotted the one that was her pain in the ass all night and I motioned Billy I said get over here get over here I said come over here quietly come over here I'll show you something and I pointed it out to him he goes hell he goes that thing is freaking huge he says he says he's got to be he's got to be seven foot he six hundred pounds I said Billy I said I don't know he said, I said God if that's not the big one whew, our sidearm's just going to piss it off I said, I don't mind telling you This is probably the scariest moment in my life. You know, I've never seen anything compared to this. I said, I got a really bad feeling about this. there's no probably about it. This is not going to end well. And there's no more rock or limb thrown. These guys are getting ready. They're getting ready to round the wagons up. Well, we got to to the rendezvous point and guess what? No one was there. (sighs) So we just got what we did and said, well, did what he said. You know, I didn't like being in the kill zone here, but Connie insisted, this is what we do. So we were surrounded and there were four, maybe five of them now. We had 22 rounds <clears throat> between the two of us. And if any of these creatures were bigger than the one we saw. And body shots not gonna work. We're not sure if our pistols even, you know, be enough with a headshot. You know, these things, were, it was huge. And then we heard the vehicles coming and these creatures just they must hurt it too because they went berserk and then my friend comes sliding in and he surrounded that little well we were in with the, with all the vehicles everybody jumped out he had a total i think like nine people including himself he jumped out and said sorry he was late through me and, and billy each uh modified Benelli. he said he goes here you guys have seven dragon's breast shells in each one of these chambers. I looked at Billy, Billy looked at me, he said, Cool <laughs> He's not in words. He goes, Cool And Connell said, Get low and stay behind them. He said, This goes down, it's gonna get ugly He said, But it's gonna get ugly for these overgrown rapes this time. He told me this wasn't their first encounter with this particular group. I said, I kind of figured And then he said they've been after this big guy for quite a while and from the intel I gave him he thinks that the big guy is here or he will be here and they were waiting on him otherwise we would have been ex-friends by now this group is the meanest of the me, mean he said and if I had any more and I asked him or he asked me if I had any we had any more shells for our pieces and I said no and he, he popped a chunk on on one of the cars and he tossed me a box of 357 hollow points and Billy a uh, box of hollow point nines and he said here just in case and I said, just in case of what? He goes, just in case. And then meanwhile, I'm like, his crew, they had claymores? I said, are those claymores? He said, yeah, I'll tell you about it later. Don't worry. And then the location we were in, it was kind of making sense to me now. It would be a great, it would be great for, for defense. We probably had 200 feet all, you know, clear all the way around us. And... uh we have you know I get lost I had to write this down and I just ramble so much and then and we had 200 feet clear with clear view all the way around us and then when they come they're going to be coming fast he goes faster than anything you can imagine or you've ever seen and he goes headshots headshots the only thing he puts these things down other than what you guys have there he goes he goes I admit it I've, I've I have I have have more than, whoop, hang on a minute, I admit, I've seen some things in my life, but truthfully, I had no idea what we were about to see. You know, Connor said, this bunch always runs in a pack, because however, the biggest pack that we've had to fight so far was probably five, maybe six, I think it was, and it sounds like we already have more than that here now, and I have no idea how big this pack is, you know, when it's full on. He said his guys were already, they were already set up on all sides. He had two guys with sniper rifles. They're like O.M. 1918 Barrett's. And and he said, these are the ones that come not from the ground, but they come from the trees. And they were the big ones, the big jubies. And I asked my friend, he goes, well, how big are these things? He said, well, the small ones are seven to nine feet tall, 500,000 pound range. Yep, yep. Billy said, okay, so just how big is the big one? Concept said 10 feet plus, probably five feet across the chest, or across the shoulders, mm, 1,500 pounds, easily. Bill looked at me, and I said, Bigfoot? Uh, Bill looked at me, and he said, Bigfoot? Connor said, ah, no, Sukaloo. He said, Bigfoot's a stupid white man's name. Make it sound friendly. You're all cuddlier or like Harry and the Hendersons. He goes, they are not friendly at all. This bunch will eat you. They will kill you. He goes, we need to get focused. <clears throat> he says, this is going to happen, and it will happen violently, and it's going to happen fast. He goes, this isn't a standoff, guys. He goes, this is an attack, and they're here to kill us. I was thinking, oh, great. This is just awesome. So, you know, and he said, that's one reason we're here. We're just here to make sure that that doesn't happen. He said, within a minute, the shot came from the guy with the M-1918, and then you heard something falling through the chase. Boom! All hell broke loose. He was right, man. They were coming. They were coming in quick. His crew took out three of them, almost... Boom, 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 just like that. Another one made it almost to the car when Billy and I let loose a couple rounds from each of our Benelli's. My round took Almost took one's head completely off. Billy's nearly cut his in half. And it all lasted no more than a minute, maybe. It seemed like it lasted, you know, like 20 seconds, but no more than maybe a minute. And when it's all done and counting, the one that fell out of the tree, there were four dead creatures. And I'll tell you, out of all firefights, I've never seen anything like this before. And kind of said, That was just a testimonial run. I go, Testimonial run? He goes, Yeah. boys have to get their nut up to try and show what the big guy what they can do, but he's gonna be pissed when he gets here because they attacked us out of you know, so they, they thought they could impress him. And I asked him, you know, as fast as these things are, could we uh, make it out of here safely? He said, Nope, no way, we just kill four of his crew. He said, This is gonna to end tonight. He said, We're gonna put a big dent in his operational link. And I told him, well, I hoped he had what we needed. He said, man, take a rest, brother. He says, we got this. He says, we do. And along with that, we have the best hunter, tracker, killers live out there in the woods. He popped open a couple of the trunks. I looked at him. He looked at me and he said, the claymores are out. And I didn't know what he meant then. And then he said... Man, have you ever known me not to be strapped? I said, Nope. His crew was better armed than hell some of our troops were in Afghanistan. FB 90s? Really? A couple of them had the M1918 scopes, now vision cases, ammo, mini 16s, frags, grenades, unbelievable. He said, Sorry, you know, could have got more, but someone's in a rush for me to come save his ass again. That's been a long standing joke there for a while. But meanwhile, his crew was busy. They were setting up claymores around the cars. And this one is, remember, uh, this is for the ones that will make you pass flashbangs, he said. And they had a plan all laid out. Let me tell you, they did. He had three guys standing watch. All with at least, uh, all of them had night vision. All of them standing with, all with night vision. And when we met in the middle, he, he had already had the plan of attack decided. So he said we couldn't wait, you know, on them to attack us when the big boy got here. He said, we would lose, we would lose. So we had to get the upper hand. And one of his group said, Gail, by the best estimate, there's probably 10 out there. And he says, well, here's the bad news, or at least the bad news was, you know, they knew we're here and they could see as well. And it was it was getting almost dark. So, you know, they could see as well in the darkness without night vision as we could with the night vision and you know he said but they only have 10 that's good we outnumber them i said well, how do you figure and he said well they had dropped three of his crew off about a mile and a half you know down the road and they should be in place at any minute he says each one of those guys has a barrett 50 cal night vision <clears throat> along with a uh, lightweight m16 armor piston rounds just in case and as soon as they pop, the look as soon as they popped the lookouts their high tailings would pick up 300 yards down the road setting out Claymore they're, they'll be setting out more Claymores that'll get rid of the ones charging that's going to be charging the road he goes this is not our first time dealing with these apes but it's going to be the last for some of them he says I don't care who you are you cannot hear or smell these men coming until they're upon you and you're dead these boys are good within a few minutes we heard a clicking noise a clicking noise Connor got what looked like a beeper out of his out of his pocket and um, he looked up. He said, they're in place. And we need to get ready. So kind of explain what we were going to do and how it was going to go down. He said, any minute now, each of these guys will pop those lookouts. He said, which is usually three of them for a group this size. And when this thing clicks, as he held up beeper, boys in the woods will pop the flares or they'll pop those monkeys in the trees and they will going to pop the flares. And when I say now, or, or and, hang on a minute. Himself. And when he clicks this thing, he yell the beeper, that lets us know it's time for Dagon Moore here to take out those two jubies over there in the tree. He goes, over there in the tree, he goes, Yeah, there's one in the left, over there, and one in the right, and the two big oaks. He goes, When they hit the ground, this group of apes is gonna come running, man. Cause and that's for them boys in the woods is gonna pop the flare. <clears throat> Meaning pop the, the flares that's gonna go up in the air and light the place up. <clears throat> and when I say now uh, we got to cover Mohi. Mohi, you cover left. And Dougie, you cover the right. Because these flash grenades, is going to light them up. And this will blind them and stop them. When these frag, uh, when these frag grenades go off, <clears throat> hit the cars. I mean, get these cars because when they get some of their sight back, they're going to be confused and pissed. And that's when they're going to hit the claymores. And our asses hit the road. So make sure we have enough grenades in, grenades in each car. we make it to the blacktop, we good. So... <clears throat> After they take out the three after they take out the three lookouts and set off the flares, Wahali, Yatoy, and Awaya, that's the three guys in the woods, they're gonna start making their way back down to the rendezvous point. They're gonna be looking for the late party gatherers coming along the route there. They should not be coming from the south. However, you never know about these beasts. They're smart, but we're smarter and they know it. Just remember, they want nothing more than to kill you. And I don't have to tell you, if they get past those flash grenades and we're not in those cars, they will kill us. So a half, maybe a half hour or so passed, and then in the distance you could hear him. And we thought the one earlier today had a deep voice. Ooh, man, this thing was coming in, and he was coming in hot and loud. He had to be a couple miles away, and you could still feel the rumble in your chest when he roared. Constant that said, big boy's coming, and he's coming in hot. Just the way we want it. He thinks we're gonna be easy. He ain't seen shit, Bubba. So I told him I hope we had I I told him I hope we had what we needed and he told me, Take a risk, but we got this. We do. And along with that, we have those best hunter tracker killers, remember, out there in them woods. And then he said, Hey Jojo, don't need to tell you. If you don't get those boys in the back of that truck, they're dead and maybe you too He goes, Roger that. All right, so let's get ready. And then within a minute, some loud, deep gibberish, kind of said, that's him. Next came the beeper click. Then the boom, three barrel, uh, three barrets, followed by the sound of those three huge bodies falling through the trees and hitting the ground with a thump so hard, you could feel the vibration and like clockwork, these beasts were just coming in fast. And then the three, three big flares went up and lit up the night sky. And there were these stupid beasts just stopped and looked up. And then when they did, boom boom, 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 they just, the boys lit them up. I think three of them went down, and then their attention was back on us. And then they were on the move again. Come bearing down quick from all sides, calling right, these things can move. Now the flashbangs went out. Then we heard loud roar from way up in the forest. Hit the cars, boys, that big old tea bag's on his way, and he's pissed. The party started without him. Right as we were getting the hell out of there, Clay, those Claymores did their thing. They probably not used to having their asses literally handed to them like this well the guys in the back i said uh, he told the guys in the back you spray and you spray them hard meaning with the, the 16s and you saw jojo was behind us you saw him slow down but i mean he just barely slowed down and the boys jumped in about the time about the time the boys jumped in a mine went off right in front of us and i looked at connor he looked at me and he goes it's all about, you know, being strapped. Who they? I looked at Billy and Billy looked at me. And you thought it was his damn birthday. There was the same shitty and grin. He looked at me and he said, didn't I tell you? You gotta love the rest. And then we all sort of busted out in this crazy kind of pulp fiction, scary as hell, dangerous as hell, fun as hell. Can't wait to do this shit again and laugh. And then, you know, we actually made, made it down that dirt road and we hit the main pavement. But he said, you know, they won't make it to the pavement kind of said. I said, how do you know? And about that time, coming around the next curve, five big black, and I mean big old armored trucks of a sort went screaming past us. He said, oh, I just have a feeling. And I asked him, how long have I known you? And how long have I not known about this? And kind of told me, he said, well, you know, what? I was started about the time you joined that old government war. And he had known about these beasts most of his life. And so have I, you know, from his grandmother, but I thought he's just...